This has been Theon Griper, 718-339-6020. Start off with <clears throat> concerns about safety from a project of a Torah Safety Commission. And today looking at the emergency and choking procedures. First call at Sala, 718-230-1000. Seven one eight two three zero one thousand. Second, a little infants lie or lay infant face down with the head lower than the body. Give five rapid back blows quickly and forcibly between the shoulder blades. Push. Turn the infant over with the head lower than the head. Give five quick pushes on the mid-chest with two fingers and repeat two to five times. And for adults, same thing, Kolatsala. But stand behind the choking person and wrap your arms around his abdomen and make a fist one hand. Make the hand and the thumb upward slightly above the person's navel. Grasp with your fist with the other hand. Press hard in the abdomen with a quick upward thrust. Of course, you have to review this and probably call someone or agency that can help you with these procedures. It's urgent that you know how to avoid any choking incidents. <clears throat> Today we move on to the third talk in the series concerning good marriages. And we're dealing with Rabbi Miller's second commandment of marriage, keep routines. This is another a urgent step to a good marriage. A person has to create positive, constructive routines. Some people think that I should go home and as soon as I see something wrong, that's chinuk. I'm going to improve my wife and my family through do it this way, don't do it that way, don't say this word. So if it's done too much with that objective and it, one keeps doing it, it creates opposite effects. People don't like being around a person who's even if... He's right. And of course, the other way around too, to constantly say, he, you're not doing this, you're not doing this, you're not doing this, is, you might think, it's the only way I can get across. So we have to think of other ways, other ways. Usually, mates know each other after a while what he or she wants. And they go over 10, 15, 20 times if it changes anything, I don't know. And secondly, it creates tension. And the message you wanted to get across might not get across so easily. The same with parents and children, too. Constantly looking at their negative and not giving them breathing room for a mistake is also part of this. Not saying it's not pointed out. But there's many ways to get across 
your way of life, what we think is right for the family, what you receive from your Mesora, from your Bayim. So we'll start off, we mentioned already, one routine one should get into is going over himself or herself. It's called not Kodak moments, but Smeat Bechelko moments. You must spend time even now. Look at your day so far. Pretty good so far. I got some rough, some bumps here. But go over your day. Stop. And more and more, not only go over Smeat Bechelko, what Hashem has given you and all the blessings you have, but go, go over your day also. 9.30 in the morning, 5 o'clock at night, so much was accomplished, and you have to repeat it to yourself. Go over and, of course, go over how you can make it better. But you have to have a certain good feeling about yourself. I don't mean happy feeling. Feelings go up and down. But a feeling of or a thought process of a success. I'm doing something. I'm doing I could do it better. I could do it better. So this positive attitude of always trying to think of the blessings and always trying to think, you know, I'm doing a lot of things. Go over a lot of things and I could do it better. And think about how to do it better. More and more, you'll be a constructive person. So when you walk in the house and your wife says, boo, you'll laugh or yell. You'll also be calm. But if you're not too comfortable with yourself and don't think about who you are and what you are and coming already frazzled, that little boo is going to be explosions. So it's important to start routines of looking at your blessings and looking at the good things you're doing and how to improve them. And the second routine is thinking about your mate. Make a list. You want to start out when you got married? Start out. Go over from morning to night. You have a Laman Bavnik. Your husband's a Laman Bavnik and you're a Laman Bavnik. Super things you do. It's not like everyone in the world who wakes up and goes to work and eats and does things. What is Hashem? It's a whole mentality of davening and thankfulness and doing and watching your mouth and thinking about helping and how to make it better. It's a whole constructive life. The person has to look at the mate, and you'll see. You know something? She wakes up early. And you know something? Supper, many times. And there's laundry. And she tries to keep the house. And the children. And me, for some reason, I have laundry each, each week. And a woman, the man goes and learns, brings home Torah, brings home... Panasa brings home. Be thankful, thankful. The whole hashpa and feeling you both give to the home, but think about the other person's positive points, constructive. And also, this is a routine. Get into routine. If you want to set, set a time in the morning or every once in a while at the bus stop, set routines of your own blessings and your wife and husband's, their strengths. You'll see is, is there's a reality that we don't many times look at. And after we do that, another routine is to get involved. We constantly say, no tension zone, but how to, when you walk in, I'm talking a little bit, have some sort of menuchas and nefesh, calmness of mind, 
when you see each other. And the words have to be encouraging. Encouraging words. Amistic, truthful, encouraging words. It has to be a routine. I know a man who started doing that. He'd come in and look at one good thing. After a while, he'd see two, two, two good things, even though they might be a mess. But the kitchen was nice, or the table was made for supper, or the children were happily playing, or one was doing his homework. There's so much you can jump on that's positive. And if you have encouraging words, the words, the mouth is probably 99% of the issues between couples. Is how you say, what you say. If you think first words encouraging, I mentioned a certain person, almost every word out of his mouth now, he can say it in a way that's encouraging to the wife. When she comes to the door, wow, you, you look so nice today. And I know you had such a hard day. It must have been a hard day. And doing so much. Why don't you take a rest? How was a doctor? I don't know how you have some time, such time to do such a thing. You can turn everything into an encouraging word. This is a routine. Will save you. And after a while, your wife will know exactly what you want. Exactly, there's no lushing her, exactly what to do, how to do. It will be thrush. Oh, she knows what you need. She knows what you want. The other way around, too. And the second part we mentioned the no tension zone is. Yes, sure, get into right away to agree, to show your words are important to me. What you need is important to me. This is what they called in the Parshwood, Yehuda Binyamin, Orev. He was a guarantor for his brother. So doesn't mean just guarantor. Your pain is my pain. Your ups and downs, my ups and downs. Your happiness is my happiness. It's one body. Adam. When nations they say ha Adam, which means the man as individual. Adam, we're all one body. So we can emphasize, yes, sure, doesn't mean subservient. It means what you say is important to me. You'll see, you'll click in, you'll click in. And then we mentioned the third is validate. Even if you disagree, first I hear what you're saying. If you can't answer at this moment constructively, don't say anything so fast. Let's work it out. Let's think about it. This way you're creating a routine of calmness between you. And we also mentioned AAA, attention, appreciation, and affection. Attention. As soon as you're made, you see, you made, give that ultimate 100% attention. No phones, no friends. Even the children say, wait, Abisom. Or you walk in, children jump at you. First, I have to say hello to mommy. Attention, attention, attention. And appreciate, appreciate. Every little thing from the laundry to the dinner to the nice way she does things and says things and every bit of appreciation. She talks nicely to your parents. The big thing, appreciate, but you have to look what to appreciate. You can find if you look. And affection, always speak nicely. Never go on strike with not speaking nicely and showing affection in any way. It's hard. But that's your obligation. But a guarantor, one body. 
So we have a little bit of a format just to begin. Routines within yourself, about your mate, and right away to in your encounters. It should be constructive, positive routines. And now we'll talk some more practical. My biggest times of <clears throat> tension is when the husband comes home from work or from learning. And wife is busy the whole day working with the children. So everyone's very fragile and tense. They haven't spoke to each other. Maybe the whole day, if they did, it was... Get me this, get me this. And he walks in. So this routine has to be improved. Again, before you walk in, we have that routine. Perfect time for your own smevachelko and all the good things you're doing. And think about all the good things your wives are doing. And they come in a little numb not feeling, you know, that you're going to react so fast and come in with a positive, no tension zone. Encouragement, yes, dear, and validating tension, appreciation, affection, big time. But you still had a hard day at work. Some men walk around the block. I know a man that does that. Some men wait 10 minutes, 15 minutes, listen to some music. They'll listen to a sheer. Some get a donut, something before they walk in, so they're calm, so they don't have to worry about eating. And you walk in with creating the situation, the routine. I'm going to walk in, go to my wife, you know what night it is, get the dishes, help set the table, or the children the homework, or the ones to get them to sleep, or I mean, he's helping the kitchen. You go there. You have a routine. Don't walk in stom, not thinking. You know what goes on in that home? Set constructive, positive routines. If you're, if you're constructive and you're directed, so then it's like 90% of the battle with all this routine background. And you walk in already, they're pulling at you, Claim, wait a second, let me say hello to mom, how's your day? Oh, why don't you, let, let me take over, because you read, let me help. Let me help. And whatever she wants you to do. And then each child, you know, Chaim needs a little bit of a sit. And Sarah just wants you to give her a hug. And one needs a wrestle. And one needs a homework. Who knows? But make sure your routines. Don't just go on the couch. We'll deal with that in a little while too. But it's urgent you come in and try to be calm enough and if you can give your wife a little break, remember, you come in a Superman now. You come in with this attitude. Your wife can't wait till you come home. She can't wait. It's a connecto. She, she knows you're there. Superman, he's going to come in and, and help me. It's such a security. She's going to hear encouraging words from you. These are constructive routines. And this is how you have to set your mind, no matter what she says, what she does. That's not the issue. You're the issue. So if you come in with the right attitude and already things planned to do, it has to be flexibility. Something might have happened. You'll see. To you give your wife that 10, 15 minutes to sit down even. 
Build. Tell it this is the new routine in the home. You go to your room for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. See a whole new lady. A whole new lady. The other way around, too. The husband comes home. The wife, we mentioned the famous story. Woman can take it and can take it. So we said to her, when he comes home, just give him that 15 minutes, half hours. Let him breathe. He has to go on the couch. You have to figure out how to do that in a way the children don't bother. But when he comes in, this woman one day, it was right Thursday, so she said, okay, I'm going to do it. So when he walked in, she had a watermelon spread and nice dishes and just took, honey, I know you had a hard day. No talk. And just sit. He sat for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and relaxing. She left children gave him some room and all of a sudden she says the new husband next day she called new husband he was more relaxed and he sat with us for supper and then he helped out he went out to learn came back also to help it was a new husband a routine you know what happens when your husband walks home same thing same thing day after day so we can start a process might be a little bumpy at the beginning but the routine will help. It will help. Any man can tell you for 10, 15 minutes, then eventually you have something warm, and it's, uh, it means it's thankful. Being thankful for your work. She doesn't have to say it or she doesn't say it. So this is important. This initial routine when you walk into the house after a hard day, she's in the house also after a hard day. Night two, if some routines could be set also, if he goes to learn and how to set it up where he can help with the children, put them to bed too, and both can work together, and he is a break and she is a break and together, and she doesn't have to worry about, you know, yelling. One story about a son who was... 14 years old, and the mother had a lot of trouble getting him up and homework and everything else. So the father said, you just give him kisses. Don't don't struggle with him. Won't change anything anyway. And I'll talk to him. And years went by. First relationship with the husband and wife really was became solid because they knew everything mom did and said. The, the Abba, Tati knew also. They were one. And the relationship with the mother and the son became wonderful. If it changed his sleeping habits and homework habits, I don't know. Maybe not. But their relationship was there. The father also dealt with it in a, in a proper way. So there's ways to keep work on routines. Then we'll just jump to the morning. Morning's a crucial time too. <clears throat> husband and wife, someone leaves earlier. Probably the husband usually. A little note next to her pocketbook. Have a good day. Why? See you later. I miss you. Or, you know, slokharaba and good luck on this appointment. You know what you do to your mate? You woke up in the morning. And a one man, he puts some stuff in his wife's pocketbook. She opened the pocketbook and says something. I love you. Have a good day. No, a man... He knew his wife liked puzzles, and he knew, and he knew every time she went 
it's in the morning to the car, she'd open up the trunk to put her stuff in. So one day she opened up the trunk, she saw a nice big puzzle of exactly what she wanted. And he said something, have a good day. On and on, you can do things. Woman can make a, a, a lunch. And again, a note. When he wakes up too, before you go to sleep, slip a note. All of a sudden, you have new days, routines to show you're number one, to form that relationship that you're number one, be, be beyond everything. Even though a person knows he has to learn, he has to work, she has to take care of the children, do so many different things. The number one, soon as you get that across, it takes a while because you're two people married for two different families. A guy got married and his wife kept talking about the, her brother all the time everywhere they went. Because that's all she knew about. But he knew it was good. Eventually he spoke about the children and him. So there's a whole way of trying to work on your number one. Your number one is work because it's it's hard. There's two different people and you know, difficult or testing times. It's hard days, long days, stressful days, even though they're good days. So they need, everyone needs that someone saying you're number one after a while. She feels it. She feels it. You might get angry, but they'll go away very quickly. He might get upset, they'll go away quickly. But they see they're always giving. It's a little morning notes. And today they have the morning texts. Whatever it is, but something to show. Notes are even better because it shows I worked to give it to you. And one man once put a note. He said, look into the fridge. He opened up the fridge. He opened up the fridge. And he saw such a nice note saying, you're the best. There's ways to start routines. Little notes in the morning. And during the day. It's hard because sometimes we're always going to hear complaints. I call it, I love you phone call. Same time every day before lunch or his lunch, her lunch. Someone calls. Hi, how was your day? And if you have to hear a little bit of complaints, listen. And what can I do before I go home? What, I, what do you need today? After a while, it will be like something that's looked forward to. It will increase the love between. As soon as you get that phone call, where it becomes a phone call. This is I love you phone call. Thinking about you, I and Tova, Oriv, we're together, connected, a mixture. Very important. And with that, this is hard, but once a week, if you can get a time together, and one couple, the first 10 years of marriage, every Tuesday night, we to get a babysitter for an hour so they could walk once in a while longer for a dinner or something. That walk rekindled the relationship every Tuesday, every Tuesday. A man, man told me, his babysitters told their husbands every Tuesday, every Tuesday. It's hard. It's hard. For some reason, everything else we could do, the appointments we can do, the sharing we could do, the, the exercise class we could do, but we can do this somehow, an hour. 
Fill in hours somewhere. It's hard with the children. They're young. They get babysitters costly. It's worth for an hour $7, $10. It's big, big dividends. Big, big dividends. Big dividends. And someone who had to go away during the week to work, but he'd call his wife every day at 11 o'clock and say, I love you, honey. Dividends, dividends, bigger than you could ever think. If you can't find an, an hour, at least five, ten minutes, you know everyone's asleep. Find that little time together. You have to find it. You can find it if you have a big business deal, right? A million dollar business deal, you're going to find ten minutes, an hour. <clears throat> this is bigger than a billion dollar business deal. It's all of life. As soon as this becomes calmer and calmer and workable, you have to support you together. You give each other chizuk and chiz. It's nothing like it. Find the time. Find the time. Rekindle, rekindle the relationship. Keep the routine. Another routine which is wonderful. Red Miller stressed this supper together somehow. I know a man make work Three jobs and two nights he wasn't home. But when he came home those nights, it was certain supper. The children was sometimes sleeping, sometimes not. But every other night was supper night together. Somehow, some of the, sometimes the boys are in yeshiva later. Okay, but whatever it is, it's incredible. And one night, Chaim has his choice of supper. And then Sarah has her choice of supper. Whatever it is. Becomes such a unit. Even it's a five, ten minute supper. Children are running. But to sit, after a while, you'll see. The boys will come back from Yeshiva. Mama was for supper tonight. They just know it's a time. It's such a unifying time. Such a happy time. And also, that routine of just let them talk. I know one father came to, with a safer to the table, never really opened it up. But they knew it was an important time. And whatever, it's going to organize the conversation, direct the conversation a little bit. No music, no phone calls. This is just supper time. You have to, don't answer the phone, mommy. It's supper time. And somehow, if you can't do it every night, of course we have Shabbos and, and sometimes Sundays, work on it. Get that supper somehow to sit together. All of you, as many of you as possible. It will be a routine that the children remember and do to their own. Every routine is eternity. It's one father used to tell the children when they were young, and he's, especially the boys, the girls were a little more shy, it seemed. When the mommy was stressed out in the kitchen, father would say to his boys, his boy, Chaim, go in the kitchen, give mommy a little kiss on the cheek. After a while, the mother was very happy, of course. But, oh, uh, Tati told you to do it, right? It didn't matter. In the same family, when one boy comes home from Yeshiva, he's with his mother all the afternoon helping her. And the other boy, who's married with children already, from night seder, after late night seder, 1030, before he goes into his own house, sometimes, many times, he walks in, and he gives his mother a kiss. One night, he ran in. The father told me. Ran up the stairs and ran to run out. The father kissed too. He says, Hi, what are you doing here? He said, Mommy called me up for a kiss. This is eternity, everybody. 
Everything you do is eternity. These routines are crucial. Another routine, Thursday night helping. It's very important. Sometimes the father works or the mother's out, but it could be work Thursday night. They try to set the table and the husband to be involved in the process big time. We've told stories. I told stories already. The relationship wasn't so hot, and he decided Thursday nights, get home, he learned, did what he had to do, and he was up cleaning. The sink was clean every Friday morning for his wife and changed the whole relationship around. He thought about me on his Thursday night to clean the kitchen for me. It, there's nothing like it for a lady. Have a clean house, maybe the table made also. The wife also to get something said. It's hard because she's cooking all week. <clears throat> but that Thursday night has changed around relationships. I remember this certain story where it wasn't so hot the relationship, and he started doing this, and then that and other things, routines, Shabbos routines, we'll get to in a little bit. The whole relationship changed. The man told me he heard. That story, and now he does it. His wife is so much happier on Friday. These are routines, constructive routines. After a while, you're thinking all the time, how can I make my husband happy? How can I make my wife happy? How can I make it easier for my wife? That becomes your mindset, your mindset. Not like, she has to do, I has to do. How come she didn't do this? How come he didn't do this? It doesn't become, it's a whole different mindset. You can create it. And situations are the same. Ups and downs are the same. Stresses are the same. Tensions are the same. But they're not the same. They're being dealt with in such a positive way, positive thought, positive actions. I mean, Friday also. It's very hard sometimes. Father gets some right before lick benching sometimes. But still, if he can help, he can help. And... One man told me he used to help when he came home, at least for an hour or so. And then when his son got married, he'd, one Friday afternoon, went to visit, and he saw his son doing the same thing he did. Same exact thing. Helping with the floors and the tables and cleaning up. And he was watching, he said. I never said a word to my son. And of course, the opposite way around also will be, we just mentioned, father comes home, always do this, do this, why didn't you do this? So how do you think he's going to grow up? And a lady too, I think she's going to grow up when she's the, the mother and the father doing certain things. Be the model, be the model. That's thy shpa. The family sees the father watching his mouth, watching his tongue, controlling. They'll say, their children, they'll say, the wife will say, but you'll see, time will go, and you'll have nice talks at the table. Everything, little by little, will the hashpa of the emesdika life will go through. On the Friday, the routine. There's no more words. Not enough words to say. And then we have Shabbos. Shabbos routine. Say the the man has to prepare for the Shabbos meal, like a lesson plan. He just opened up an English book at the table and read a story. 
beforehand. Shabbos table, the Ruzin, you first, you want Kiddush, you want to ask a question, everyone thinks about it, then you have your fish and your other delicacy, and there you might ask a question, a few questions, and then maybe you'll sing, and then everyone helps mommy, and it's a whole routine that becomes very enjoyable. And if the husband can come with stories and the wife also can sit there and try to help, everyone's helping each other so your mommy can sit. The father has them children on his lap and they're singing. The set routines. Set with questions and the stories and a little halacha and the children can be their pasha. They get up, they don't get up, that's part of the program. But if by chance... We have incentives at the table. Everyone's reading a story. After this story, a nice Shabbos party. After the meal is a nice Shabbos party. But these are all routines that you can have at the Shabbos table that has to be set by the husband and wife together. As he speaks, she listens. She has something she wants to be thankful for and say something to the family, he'll listen. And it's such a team, if there's a guest, sometimes even better, they'll be more behaved. And the routines at a Shabbos table best to be planned, thought about. And everyone has their children who get up and there has the bickering, et cetera, et cetera. I want to sit here, et cetera. Fine. But plan, plan, plan. Because you will see in time the routines of a Healthy Shabbos table will have an effect, especially if it's positive constructing. That not the father has to say is drusha. Really, you say the first thing you say at the Shabbos say you thank your mommy for the food. Because the Avi should be thank your mom. Hashem for everything first, of course. Hashem created the world out of nothing, gave us a Torah, we made a world of Chesed. Then the mama accolades, accolades, accolades. And then the wife got back late to the husband too. But routines, this be thought about. Think about it, you know, your family. But you can't miss out with some questions and a nice story and some nice singing, even holding the children on the lap. You nicely dance with them, not dance like you do during the week. And the children speak right after a nice, nice, delicious dessert. And after the meal, just have a little game, a little talk maybe, and... Husband takes a rest, or the wife takes a rest, even better. Little Shabbos party with candy. You'll see, they'll stay around. But this is part of keeping positive structure routine. But it's a 24-hour job. But but in this mode of positive routines, and this is urgent. They can continue, of course. Moti Shabbos, Abi Malka, or bringing the boys to learn, or helping everyone to go to sleep. But all of a sudden, when a husband and wife are aurev, the guarantors to each other, they're always trying to make each other happy and keeping positive routines. You'll see there's many moments, but already have a foundation of caring, the positive hashpah. And I knew a big, big rabbi who pretty much didn't say no to his children. 
that would respond if any time. After all, they knew what he wanted. They couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. You know, to change oneself, to improve oneself, not so easy. So you have to know how to direct. And wife and husband, too. Husband knows what the wife wants from him 100% after a while. Tell you the story of this couple. She complained. He doesn't take her out. Stings you with money and a whole bunch of things. And she said before, she's, and he said, she's always late, always nagging. So they were met by the rabbi. So guess why did you get married? It was very positive. And then the rabbi asked him, how could you be a better husband? I could be less stingy with money. I could take her out. Then he asked her, how could you be a better wife? I could start nagging him. I could be on time. They knew exactly. Everyone knows you. After all, you know exactly. So by keeping the creative positive routines and encouraging, encouraging words is a great part of the routines, you will see everyone comes around, comes around. And that's our goal. It's a big goal. To start... The second commandment of marriage, keep routines. Again, with yourself. Have it with your portion as much as you can. Go over Even now, stop and think about your day and from health to work to friends, family, Torah. Just think. And think about all the things you're doing. Go over your day too. Daven, learn, help, chesed. So many different things. How you can do better. And then continue of the goodness, whole list of positive, positive thoughts about your wife and your husband. Go back to when you get married. Just go back and go over all the things. You'll see tremendous things. Being married is a happiness. Being alone can be hard. And then you go into the routines of the... Again, daily routines, no tension, encourage, encourage, encourage. Yes, sure, yes, sure. Show the other person what they say is important. And validate, validate, listen, listen, listen. Then work it out. Attention. Give a lot of attention to your mate. Everyone needs a lot of attention, a lot of appreciation. Notice things. Affection, always be warm. Always try, no matter how. Never go and strike with affection. Then start your routines again. In the morning letters, I love yous when you come home. A man has a little relaxation before he walks in, a little donor, a little walk when he comes in, ready to save the day. The wife also, a little calm. Puts a little watermelon out for him so he calms the first 15 minutes, half hour, and they work together. The nights and the routines of going out together, suppers together. And we're going to see... Tremendous, tremendous success. This has been Sion Griper, 718-339-6020.